Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Intuitive Stardust. I am so excited to talk to you today about human design. Um, before we get started, I drew a card for us from the Star Codes Astro Oracle deck. And I asked what the collective needs to hear the most right now while listening to this episode. And number nine, Sagittarius Expand came out, which I absolutely love for this. So Sagittarius asks us to think big, travel far, and use our restlessness and curiosity to create. A mutable fire sign, Sagittarius's symbol, is that of the centaur, half human, half horse, which emphasizes, or which epitomizes, the connection between humans and the natural wild world. Sagittarius, ruled by expansive Jupiter, rules the thighs, the muscles that propel our movement. The sun shines in Sagittarius November 22nd through December 21st. Action. Sagittarius has two imperatives. Expand your perspective and humbly speak your truth. So let your perspective become versatile, flexible, and curious. Travel in the body or in the mind and explore a larger philosophical, environmental, or metaphysical context for this situation. Imagine you are on a mountaintop, looking down at your life from a thousand feet up. Now, take it further, like the astronauts who look down on our spinning green and blue globe and see no borders between countries. You are a global citizen. Change your life to reflect this reality. Speak your truth. Remember the fairy tale, The Emperor's New Clothes. A pair of con artists arrive at an emperor's court claiming to make beautiful garments. They say their creations are only visible to people of quality. Incompetent people can't see the clothes. No one in the emperor's court wants to admit they can't see the supposedly intricate garments, and the emperor wears his new clothes on parade. Only one honest Sagittarian-style boy speaks up without rancor, states the obvious, the emperor is naked, and breaks the spell. Ask what spell you need to break and speak up. Challenge. Just because you see it doesn't mean you have to say it. Timing and pacing are everything. Be honest, not mean. Ask if what you are about to say is wise, kind, and necessary, as well as true. Watch out for the geographic cure, the belief that travel will solve problems, because wherever you go, there you are. Gift. Honor your relationships. Sagittarius reminds us that our spiritual path is connected to all our relations. The two-footed, four-footed, many-legged, winged, scaled, and finned. And they are connected 
to us. I love this. I'm a Sagittarius moon, so I am all about the Sagittarius energy. Um, and Sagittarius is also, you know, it, it says expand because Sagittarius loves to learn. So this is really good for what we're going to talk about today. So the human design, the human design system is... Um, I have a book, I have, a, it's the book from the original teachings, and it's called The Definitive Book of Human Design, The Science of Differentiation. And a quote from the book, the human design system is the science of differentiation. Um, just, I have some notes here just because, ugh, you guys, human design is so intricate and complex, and it's not something that one, that one person can learn like in a day or a week or a month. It's something that sort of has so many different layers that it sort of, you know, peels open over time. So if you have, if you're not familiar with human design at all, that's totally cool. I'm going to give you a little bit of a brief overview um, if you are familiar with human design, then you probably already know how layered and intricate um, the topic is. Um, it was established in 1987 by, I hope I don't butcher his name, <laughs> Ra Uru Hu, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, and it combines astrology the Chinese I Ching, and also the Hindu nine-centered chakra system. Um, I know I've talked about Reiki and the seven chakras. In Reiki, you know, we, we have the root, the sacral, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and the crown. In human design, there is also a what they call a G-center and a spleen as well as far as uh, main energy centers. So that's a little bit, it's just a little bit different um, from the main energy centers that I deal with in Reiki. So let me see. I Like I said, I have notes because... <laughs> because there's so much and I don't want to be I don't want to go into too much detail but I also do want to help with you know understanding the brief um, overview of how it works so it's kind of like to to generate your own personal chart human design chart it's similar to astrology in the sense that you need to know your uh, birthday month year, location, and exact time. So I remember <laughs> I remember when I was first introduced to human design, I had to stop over uh, to my Reiki teacher's house and I think I I'm, I'm, I think I was bringing her a gift or maybe I was picking up a book, something along those lines and she just mentioned, what's your human design? And I was like, um, my what? <laughs> and that was sort of, she was like, oh, okay. So she said, do you know, you know, 
all of my birth information. And um, luckily, <laughs> my mom has held it against me <laughs> for my entire life that I chose to enter this world at 3.10 a.m. She lovingly threatens to call me every year on my birthday at 3.10 a.m. to wake me up since I kept her up one night. <laughs> I kept her up more than that as a child, but anyways, that's just, um, for me, I'm fortunate to know that because I know a lot of people do struggle with finding their birth time. Um, I believe there is a way to contact the state of your birth and request a birth certificate with like a detailed birth certificate. It can't, um, just be like a regular old birth certificate. It has to be the detailed one. Your time, your birth time is recorded somewhere if you were born, especially if you were born like in a, in a medical hospital setting. Um, so that's always like the number one hurdle for people with their birth chart in astrology, as well as their human design chart. There are other ways, um, you can work with, um, an astrologer, uh, that, or if you work with a pendulum, you can use your pendulum to ask yes or no questions and sort of narrow it down. Um, that's a form of dowsing, which is like muscle testing to determine a more accurate birth time. I know that a lot of people sort of get stopped by that. And I just want you to know that if you're really interested in astrology or human design, that there are definitely ways around that, ways to find and determine your exact birth time. Um, so anyways, my, <laughs> my teacher pulled up my birth chart and was like, oh, you're a projector. And I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And then I just sort of went home and I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know what that means. So that was when the Sagittarius in me kicked in <laughs> and I began to hunger for knowledge. So I started reading about it online. I started looking into books and I started reading the reviews because there are lots of different human design books out there and the reviews that I read for the ones that were not the book that's like the one that I have now were like, eh, it was kind of, you know, not worth the money. They don't really go into enough detail, blah, blah, blah. And I was really glad that I read those reviews. And then I, I found the book that I mentioned earlier. It was written by, um, it was like co-written by, Ra Uruhu, who's the founder of the human design system, as well as, I believe, one of his students, Linda Bunnell, Bunnell, B-U-N-N-E-L-L. Um, it never goes on sale. It's about $50 on Amazon. I haven't um, priced it other places. I ordered mine through Amazon, and it is like it's almost like textbook style it is like ah, how about that it's 444 pages long including the glossary and everything how about for those uh 
synchronistic numbers. I bet they did that on purpose. <laughs> um, but it is extremely detailed. But the way that I, the way that the book goes about breaking things down is really nice because you can kind of flip around and look at your chart and read things um, about your chart and um, skip over the other stuff if you don't, you know, want to know everything all at once. But what I will say is I am like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm what I call myself a novice. Maybe I do know some of this stuff. I know a lot more now than what I knew that day that my teacher made my chart for me. But what I know didn't come just from reading this book. It, it was like a combination of things. It was like, oh, okay, you know, read this, read that. And then I would have these moments in my life where I would feel the energy of it. You know, it would just sort of like this light bulb would go off in my mind. Holy cow, this is like what it feels like to be a projector and to live in my projector design. Or I would have moments where I would be like, holy cow, this is what it feels like to not be living in my projector design. I had this one day. So for me, for, for me personally, a sign that I'm not living in my design is bitterness. And I had this one day last summer where we just had so much going on and like everything needed to be done and there was no time for a break. And for projectors, projectors need pauses. Projectors are what's considered a non-energy being. Projectors don't make their own energy. And so it was like, it was like one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. And I started feeling that bitterness. And that was when that light bulb went off. And I was like, holy cow, I am not building in pauses in my day. And now I'm feeling bitter because of it. Um, so the way, the way that, oh, and then the way that I know too, like that I am living my design is, you know, feeling that, um, feeling lit up about something. And I'll talk about that a little bit more later. So basically human design divides up the different types into four main categories. So you have your generators. Generators make up approximately 70% of the world population. Within the generator category, there are, there is like a, there are subcategories. There's pure generators and there's also manifesting generators. Manifesting generators gets into the chart a little bit more in depth. Um, but I can, I'll talk about that later. So 70% of the world population is made up of generators. Generators are the builders of the world. Generators make their own, they make their own energy. They find what it is that they love 
and what lights them up inside. And then they just are energized by that and can just work, 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 do, 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 create, 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 create. And it is, from my perspective as a projector, I think it is the most amazing thing to watch someone living their design as a generator and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And then I also will get anxiety because I'm like, that's too much for me. <laughs> it becomes overwhelming for me. Projectors make up approximately 20% of the population. And like I said, projectors are non-energy beings. They are considered the guides of this world. So for projectors... Um, for me, I have to, as they say, wait for the invitation. Now, that doesn't mean that I have to be like, I have to wait for somebody to be like, Anne, I invite you to guide me in this situation. <laughs> it can be, but more often than not, it is more so a feeling, like an energy, and, and you feel invited to guide. And when I found that out, that made so much sense to me because there have been times in my life where I have given advice without an invitation and then, you know, slapped me in the face. When my intentions were pure, my intentions were good, you know, you can't give that advice when it's not being asked for, when it's not ready to be received if that makes sense. Um, then you also have manifestors. Manifestors um, are about 9% of the population of the world. And manifestors are considered the initiators. In ancient history, manifestors were actually like the great leaders of the world, the conquerors of the world. There were, you know, the ones that... Um, would get the idea and then put the idea out there and then the generators were like, yes, let's do this. And then they would build whatever the manifestor initiated. And then you have the smallest, most rare type in human design are, is um, a reflector. And they make up about 1% of the population. So the best way to describe the way that all of the different types, all, all the different human design types work together, it's like I said, the, the manifestors are that spark, that initiator to inform. So, and their goal for a manifestor is peace. And that's how a manifestor knows that they are living within their design. Um, then it's the, um, the generators are the ones, like I said, that are like, oh yeah, like, that's really cool. Let's build this. The projectors are the ones that are like, okay, so we're building this, but maybe if we build it this way, as opposed to that way, maybe that would be better or more effective or more efficient. And I like to describe the projector type as the people who look at something and go, hmm, 
let's work smarter, not harder. You know, you hear that all the time. Work smarter, not harder. Um, but the projectors have to wait for that invitation as well. And then the reflectors, reflectors are fascinating to me. And I think that I could probably do just an entire podcast episode talking about how fascinating reflectors are. They are actually guided or they, their strategy is to wait an entire lunar cycle before making a decision. So they have this like 28 day process, um, And what reflectors are here for to help us with are to let us know how we're doing, you know, to watch, to wait, and then to reflect back to all of us what they see. Um, There's... I, I think I'm going to share on, um, on my Instagram page, I found this really awesome um, picture infographic of the aura of a generator versus a projector versus a manifester versus a reflector. And it's a really interesting way of watching how the energy um, interacts with the different types of human design. I hope that you guys are following me. I was trying to make this very simple for you because like I said, it is so intricate and complex. And I know that it can be, I remember the first time I looked at my body graph in human design and I was like, I don't, I I don't know what this means. Like it was like, I was looking at something in a language that I am not familiar with. Um, So I encourage you to, there's all sorts of different, you know, human design websites where you can go and you can create your own body graph. I have made mine on many different sites. Um, I like using my human design um, because it, for me, it just seems to be the easiest way for me to look at my own chart. But you get a body graph, which is like a picture of all of the nine energy centers in the body. And then you either have an open center or a closed center. So um, for me personally, as a projector, I have an open sacral center and I have a defined, now it can be different defined centers, um, but the you know, the key with a projector is that you have that open sacral center. For me personally, the defined centers that I do have are my spleen, my root, and my solar plexus. So for me, because within each type, there's also many different variations. For me, I am this tribally oriented um person that's supposed to just try things and mess up and succeed and learn things and then share them with the world, (laughs) Um, according to my human design chart. Um, And then let's see, I'm just checking to make sure that I didn't miss anything. Oh, so for me personally, the way that I have 
some some ways that I've experienced getting that like energetic invitation. I actually got this um I don't know if you guys saw it, but I got this amazing, amazing, amazing ocean jasper tower the other day. And I uh, was so excited. I shared it on my stories and I tagged the um the person that I bought it from. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Well, I had people um, react to the picture. And one of the people that reacted, I felt this just inside of me, I I felt this pull, this energy, like Ocean Jasper is something that would be a really great crystal for this person to work with. And I was like, okay, I feel that invitation. So I asked the person, do you have any ocean jasper? I really feel that it might be something that a crystal that would be good for you to work with. And, you know, it sparked this conversation and it was this beautiful thing that unfolded and it made me feel satisfied, which is how I know that I'm living in my design to have shared, to have guided that person and that crystal together. Um, and there was even another person that I, um, this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful healer that I am friends with on Instagram um, has been experiencing some grief lately. And I thought, you know, when I was holding my Ocean Jasper Tower, I was so, it sparks joy. I don't know if you listened to episode two um, about crystals, but I do talk about how Ocean Jasper is, um, the energy around it is joy, but it's also grounding. So it was like, I was holding this tower and I was feeling giddy and I was excited and I was giggling and I couldn't think straight. And one would automatically go to like, oh, like your head's in the clouds. But it it's this amazing thing when you feel that joy from that ocean jasper and you get that giddiness about you, it literally grounds you through joy because I couldn't think straight. So I was like, I don't even want to think. Like I'm just happy and I just feel good. <laughs> so um, I just thought, you know, Maybe I should reach out to my friend who is having, you know, experiencing some grief right now and ask if she, because she does work with crystals and ask if she has ever worked with Ocean Jasper. So I felt that pull, that energetic pull to just ask. So it's not like projectors are just sitting around, sitting on their hands and just waiting and doing nothing. (laughs) We are, you know, sharing our gifts and feeling into the energy, tasting the energy always, and then sort of projecting it out when it's time. So if you guys have questions about human design, what I encourage you to do is make your own chart. Obviously, if you don't know your birth time, you know, work on finding your birth time because that's going to help you find your, um, your birth chart in astrology as well. But if, if this is something that is intriguing to you, if this is something that's interesting to you, start with your own chart, start looking into what your chart 
says. What's your energy type? Okay, well, let's look into what it means to be a generator or, you know, a manifesting generator. And then start looking through, you know, the layers. And as you consume that information, then you're going to start to have these moments where you see it playing out in life in front of you. And that light bulb moment is going to go off in your, in your mind and you're going to go, oh, aha, that is what it means to be a generator and to be living in your design. How beautiful is it that this person is living their design? Um, and then also, you know, with your own chart, like, oh, okay, I'm starting to feel a little bit bitter. I'm not living my design. I need to take a pause. And I take that pause and then I can go back to whatever it was that I was doing. And this makes so much sense to me. Before I knew anything about human design, like my grocery shopping day, when I would go to the store, it was like I could never get all of the things that I wanted at just one place. So I would have to go to like three different stores. And I was gone all day long, and then I would come home, and then I would have to carry everything inside, and then I would have to put everything away. And naturally, like intuitively, I would build pauses into those days so that I could get through all of that without feeling bitter. And I had no idea that I was doing it. You know, between stores, I would, you know, get everything into the car at the one store and then I would sit in the car for a minute and I would like, you know, maybe catch up on any texts that maybe had come through while I was shopping or just take a minute and just sit there. And then I would go to the next place and I would, you know, between places, I would do the same thing. And then when I would get home, I would, especially when it's like, cooler outside, I would carry in, you know, my keys, unlock the door, carry my wallet in. And then I would just take a minute. I would just sit down and go, okay, I'm home. And then I would go back out and then I would start carrying everything inside. And then I would put away, you know, the frozen foods and the refrigerated foods. And then I would, by then was normally starving. (laughs) And so I would normally make, you know, lunch or a snack or something, and I would take a break and I would sit. And then after that pause, I would go ahead and put everything else that needed to just go in, you know, the cabinets. Um, I would put all of that away. And then I would take another pause because usually I would end up having to start cooking dinner too at some point after that. And I look back now that I'm familiar with human design and my personal chart. And I'm like, wow, I was living in my design and I didn't even know it. And that was like a really cool moment. And it's also, you know, cool to realize when you're not living in your design and when you have to say, okay, this isn't how I am the happiest and most effective human that I can be. So let's just take a minute and figure out, you know, what is it that I've learned about this? What is it that I can do so that I don't have to carry that bitterness around inside? And it's a really, really fascinating 
concept when you when you really get into learning human design and learning about yourself. And that's what I love. Um, projectors are very, very common, um, commonly getting into human design because projectors can feel and see everything. Projectors are kind of described as, you know, birds. They are, they have this bird's eye view where they can look down at everything and see the puzzle pieces, you know, and that makes sense because projectors are intended to be a guide. So um, projectors a lot of times really dive deep into human design, but not just the projector type. Projectors a lot of times dive into all the different energy types to try to understand where everyone is coming from. And my dear friend, Kelsey, um, and I, we're both projectors, and we talk a lot about being a projector. And we, uh, the best way that we've ever been able to describe being a projector to someone who isn't is it's like being an empath, but on steroids. It's just so amplified. And when, if you, if you go look at my stories where I share my cards, I'm going to also share the, um, the picture of the different energy types and the auras and the way that the energy interacts. And it will make a lot of sense when you see the differences in the types. The one for the projector is there's all these arrows like pointing in and coming at them. And then there's one big arrow coming out and it's like sucking in and feeling and taking in all of that energy around us. And then that arrow that comes out is that guidance. Um, so yeah, if you guys have any questions, um, please, please, please reach out um, on my Instagram in the messages. It is, um, my Instagram is at intuitive underscore stardust. And um, if you have any questions or if you want me to send you um, the link to the book that I use that is from the original teachings, I am happy to do that. Um if you know your human design and you've had those like aha moments, I would also love to hear about it because I think it's so fascinating to, you know, just really dive into this and, and learn so much more about yourself and learn how to recognize when, you know, things are flowing the way that they are intended to flow for you to make you feel good and when you notice when they're not and how, you know, how you navigate that, how you adjust to that. So I hope that this was not too convoluted. <laughs> I tried, but like I said, I sometimes can, I can run away with myself when I get really excited um, about a specific topic, especially something as in-depth and layered as human design. Um, let me just double check and make sure that I didn't forget anything. I think that's everything that I wanted to cover today. So yeah, um, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate your time and your energy. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.
was my attempt at giving you a brief overview of human design. Um, there are also people that offer um, readings of your human design chart that you can go to if you just are curious and want to know more about your chart. Um, if, if it's not something that you want to just dive into on your own, that's completely fine. If it's something that really intrigues you and interests you, then I encourage you to start looking into it a little bit more and just remember, you know, it requires time and patience to really dive into it and, and get those light bulb moments that come up as you're peeling back those layers. It's not something that can just be understood by one means or another. And it's a really, for me, it's been a really fun process of unfolding and understanding. And I, again, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you.